0: Hey everybody. Welcome back to the End in Mind podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin, and I'm super excited to be here with an awesome guest. Thank you so much for being here today, Jen.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have our conversation.
0: I can't wait. Jen and I were just sharing for you guys, uh, just tuning in now. I was saying our combo has been a long time coming. So we have so much to unpack. We've been like discussing things in the DMs. And can you tell us like how you got into human design? So our listeners just start to understand what human design is and what your journey has been like experiencing all of this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it was... Over two and a half years ago now, so probably starting about three years ago, I started hearing about human design. I had a friend who was into it. And, you know, when you start hearing things all over the place and over two and a half years ago, it got to a point where I was like, all right, what is this? I'm hearing it everywhere. I think I'm ready. So she described it more to me and said, look up your type." here's a website find out what your human design is so i went on the site well first i had to find out my time of birth so mom when was i born <laughs> um and then was able to find out that i was a projector and from there the world opened and I was hooked. I felt seen and understood in a way that was never possible. I found like, no wonder why I've been feeling these ways because I'm trying to live as a different type, but this is what I need to do. And,
0: you know, mm-hmm. things
1: just start clicking and and you start following this path. And then because I was so curious, deep diving into it, I started using it with all of my clients and just seeing this profound, Found change that it allowed for them internally, but that they were able to achieve their goals in such a shortened amount of time. And I was able to lead them in a way that took out trial and error and just made it very easeful for the both of us.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so beautiful. That's what I think, you know, a lot of us miss, like when it comes to coaching or even just working like on my social media management side, I tell people all the time, like the biggest problem with working with clients is understanding their personality, you know? And once you figure that out, it's easy from there, but like, it's difficult to even get down to that, you know, in business when it's kind of surface, you know?
1: Absolutely. And, you know, coming from being a therapist, I'm an art therapist and being a counselor for 10 years, you know, we got to do these assessments. You got to allow at least three sessions for the intake to get to know them. Yet we have to stick a diagnosis on them. So, you know, I I see how long it really takes to get to know someone. So it was just amazing to be able to learn human design to now be able to look at this chart that says oh here's this person here's their personality of course you know take it with a grain of salt because everyone has their own conditioning and their own experiences but to really understand a personality to such an extreme extent way more than you know the the Myers-Briggs that everybody's getting into and all the other assessments you know no four letters really sum up who you are. So to really see this on a deep level and to see yeah. the um shortcuts, you know, that's I I feel like almost my superpower to see the shortcuts to be like, all right, I don't have to try this methodology. Let's see if CBT works. Let's try some art therapy. Let's dig this. It's more so like, all right, I'm gonna look at your human design. Okay, here, let's try this. And they come back yeah. next week and they're like, it worked. <laughs>
0: I love it. Oh my gosh. And that's like the best feeling, you know, when it really starts to click, like the same thing with my clients. Sometimes it takes us, you know weeks or months like to really get down to the beliefs and you know their inner wiring so I just find it so valuable and one of my dear friends is actually she was a part of human design like in Bali and when they were just getting going so I have a little bit of background but we haven't done anything together and that's why I'm just so grateful to have you here to walk me through my chart and for the listeners just so you guys know my chart will be in the show notes so you guys can go check it out and kind of follow along with us. If you're not multitasking, of course, which I know a lot of you do, but um, yeah, if you want to follow along and kind of learn more about my type and see if we have similarities too, because I know that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't projectors pretty rare when it comes to human design, they're kind of that, you know, awesome, amazing gem that we don't always find, right? So your design is a little bit unique. Yeah,
1: we're certainly rare. 20, 22% of the world is projectors. Um, There's two other types, manifestors and reflectors that are even rarer. But what makes projectors really special is we're the newest type. So we've only been around for about 200 years and no one's really understood us because we're new and we got kind of put into this world of, of doers, do, do, do. And it's taken these 200 years for us to say, hey, We are different. We do this differently. Please allow us to be ourselves, to share our magic, to not live a life of burnout and bitterness so that we can find our success and lead and guide everyone into this new paradigm, this new way of living, this new world where things get to be different and get to be better.
0: Oh my gosh, I love it. I'm like a firm believer in the new world too. You know, we're all like kind of, I describe it to myself and my clients and my coach, you know, everybody under the sun of like one foot in the old world, one foot in the new world right now, we're kind of like straddled and it feels very weird and out of alignment at times, you know, when we're living in that old world. So, so glad that you brought that up and how human design can start to pave the way for this new unknown, exciting world, you know, that we're all heading into.
1: Yeah. It's really exciting. It's really cool to see human design talk about the new paradigm 2027 and how, I I mean, I love that you said that one foot in the old and one foot in the new, because we talk about 2027 and yeah, you know, now it's four years away. Right. In so many ways we're already getting there. You know, there already, there's going to be a new Type of energy that that children are born with. And I I think we're already starting to see it. And this is the time where it's so important for projectors to decondition to find themselves to experience the success to align to their design. So that in you know, four or five years, we really are deconditioned in our authority to lead and and be the guides that again, the world is going to need.
0: Oh my gosh, so that's so cool. So for anybody that's interested, we also have the human design link where you can take the quiz. You have to know the time of birth and everything like Jen was saying before you dive in there. But um, find out if you're a projector and you can start to lead this new world by unconditioning these beliefs now too. Because a lot of our listeners come here to figure out like personal development, you know, what's going on underneath the service. So that's a great tool that maybe they don't even know, you know, is available yet and also so needed for this next step.
1: Yeah. And what I really love about human design right now and and how I got started is there's free resources out there. There's so many human design coaches, and they all have different freebies. And, you know, when I first started digging into my human design, I would Google something and it's so easy to Google, like it's free Google type in human design and whatever you want to know. But when I started, I got like, two hits and I was like, okay, like I want to know more. And now there is so much more on the internet. Um, you know, there's different philosophies and, um, different, different things that you can read. So again, take it with a grain of salt. And I think it really strengthens our own intuition to see what resonates with us and discern kind of like what is not. For us, But it's so great that like, if you are someone who likes to explore, find new interests, deep dive on your own, like human design is absolutely something you can do and learn on your own.
0: Oh my gosh, that's so great. That's so good to know because it can just be like a fun hobby too, and learning more about yourself. And like, even my clients are telling me about their kids and what their designs are. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I wonder what my partner's design is. You know, it's like you really start to get so curious.
1: Yeah. And there's so much to explore. I mean, human design literally can tell you everything. And I was talking with uh, someone this morning and she's like, you know, I'm still a little skeptical, but like, it's spot on every time it tells me about my digestion. It tells me about this. And I'm like, yeah. And then I really love doing the compatibility piece and looking at interpersonally how it all works. And it is so fascinating and just, just really helps guide you everywhere.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I am so excited. Yay. Thank you so much for like your time and your energy today. Like I am so grateful that you came on our show and we're going to dive into the chart right now. And I feel like I'm getting like this free reading. So I'm just so grateful. Like, thank you so much.
1: Absolutely. I'm so excited to be here and I'm so grateful to have this opportunity to share. That's that's really um, what I feel so called to do these days is just introduce. Human design, because just knowing what it is yeah. can help change your life. It is your energetic mechanisms. I kind of describe it as astrology on crack because there's so much more <laughs> to it. You know, it's it's not it's not just one facet. You know, it combines five different um, ancient and modern philosophies to make it what it is. And you know, you look at the body graph and you're like, what are these lines, shapes, numbers, colors? You don't have to understand it. You you yeah. get the the words and the language to start using and playing with. I love
0: that. Oh my gosh, I'm just taking notes for our um, title too. I feel like we could go either way, like energetic mechanism or understanding your energetic mechanism. You know, that's so cool.
1: And that's really why I love human design, because it helps you understand you, who you were created to be and gives you permission to be yourself. Like as kids, we're we're not really conditioned, but then we get more and more conditioning from society, from families, from school, from our environment. So much that gets put onto us that that is conflicting and a lot of times can cause a lot of emotions or mental health issues. So it's really nice to have human design to fall back on to like, who was I created to be? Does that resonate now? Do I want to honor that? Or maybe that doesn't feel right right now. And maybe, you know, five, 10, 20 years down the road, maybe it's ready to click for me then.
0: Wow. Yeah. So it can also be a tool if it's not resonating now, come back to it when you see fit. I love that as well. It's kind of like a foreshadow into whatever you want it to be. Like it can totally fit in to your life. However it's supposed to. Yeah. And I really
1: think with human design, you know, as everyone I imagine has experienced or will experience, there's so much to it. So it's easy to get overwhelmed by all the information that it holds. Yeah. So it's a really great practice in trusting the timing, trusting that what you need to know will come to you when you're ready, when the universe says, okay, here you go. It's time to take this step. So I just love that extra push to trust and, and let go and surrender.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. Even last night, I like kept getting this download of like surrender, surrender, surrender. I feel like that's like what I am meant to do. So I'm so excited. (laughs) Like this is just so aligned. So tell me what you think about my chart, dive in, whatever you feel is like, you know, best to take us in that direction. And I'm happy to share as we go too. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So
1: I, I just get so excited. I, you are a generator, one of the five types. So the other five types is a manifesting generator. Okay. And then I mentioned there's projectors, manifestors and reflectors. So you are a pure generator and all generators, which make up 70% of the world's generators are so common, which also lumps in manifesting generators. Okay. So of the worlds are sacral. So half of the generators are sacral authorities and half are emotional authorities. So when you get your chart, if you look under authority, if you're a generator, you'll see sacral or emotional. So with that defined sacral and the sacral center, so you'll see it kind of looks like chakras and the chakra system is part of human design so that's why you know if you're very familiar with chakras there's a lot here that resonates and connects so that sacral which is the second square up from the bottom in in the middle of the chart so when that's colored in it's defined it means that it's fixed reliable energy so the sacral is all about life force energy. It correlates with sexuality, our sex organs, but really it's just that raw life energy to live. And Whoa. when you find something that lights you up, you have all the energy in the world to complete it. So it's really cool to see generators have, have that do, you know, you guys are the doers. You're able to accomplish things and put the energy in and, and get it done that, that we need.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. That's so cool.
1: Yeah. So then with the sacral authority, your authority being your sacral authority, being how you make decisions, letting that be your guide to lead you through life. So that sacral is, is the gut trusting your gut. So for any sacral authority, that's the best advice. I am not a sacral authority. I'm emotional authority projector, I don't have a defined sacral. That's what makes me a non-energy being. So I can't trust my gut. That's the worst advice that I could ever receive, especially as an emotional authority because I have to sleep on it. I have to feel it out. I have to ride my emotional wave. So in the moment, if I go with my gut, I'm likely going to make not a good decision for myself, not an aligned decision and end up in my not self theme. Okay. My not self theme is bitterness self-theme being success, kind of like to guide you the, the like green light, you're doing it right. Or like the red flag, like we want to look at this and, and see if there is another way. So for generators, the self theme is satisfaction. Mm-hmm. And I find it so interesting. And I'm curious for you, Caitlin, a lot of the generators that I work with are not aware of what satisfaction actually feels like for them.
0: <laughs> yes. Well said that's so true. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. So with all my generator clients, we really take some time to check in and, and sit with what is satisfying. What makes me feel satisfied? What is that embodied emotion actually like so that I can feel it all the time? Because wow. you get it.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so interesting. Yeah. Like even w- working with my coach, I'm always like, what does it feel like to feel like accomplished? You know, that's like something that we talk about constantly. Cause it's like, I've built this business. I should be so proud of it, but it's the next thing, like, which I feel like is residing in the name too, like that generator, kind of a little bit of hustle in there, you know, it's like innate. So that's making a lot of sense. Yeah. It's very difficult for me to like stop working. Like I definitely have a little bit of workaholism, which I share about on the show too. So the listeners are well aware of that, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. And the other thing with the defined sacral is that you do know when enough is enough. So it's interesting to hear you say that because I wonder if it's the conditioning or you also have a completely open mind. So if you're receiving thoughts of others that says you have to do this or you know those other expectations of others or that we put on ourselves. It might kind of butt heads and conflict with your sacral that's saying, "Hey, gut here, stop, uh-uh, like we are done." But your mind, which is not an authority, it hijacks us. It really is this conflicting um, duality that that we all have. Our body where our authority lies, you know, mental projectors and reflectors are a little bit of an exception, um, but still it comes back to the body. Whereas our mind, we've been so societally programmed to think it out, you know, think with your mind and no, (laughs) you really need to tune in with your body.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so great to hear you say that about my brain too. Yeah. So with human
1: design, that's why I work so much with boundaries because it shows us where we need boundaries. So for the generators, you know, all of us, all the five types have our own auras, the the energy around us. So for generators, you have this life force energy that constantly draws people to you. You have this uh, attracting, absorbing that like it makes sense when you're out and about, or, you know, even in the virtual realm, like people just kind of come to you because that's, that's your aura. It's constantly pulling people in. So really one of like the basic things that I look at in human design is the definition, the defined centers. Those are col- those that are colored in versus the ones that are not colored in that are undefined. Mm-hmm. And then we also have the undefined ones that have no black circles inside. There are no defined gates, gates being the numbers that are completely open that adds this extra dimension to okay. undefined sometimes like a mirror but depending on the center holds holds other aspects and dimensions so it's so interesting um with what you just shared that with your definition with your open mind your open crown your open throat you're receiving that mm-hmm. energy from others that are defined and if we're not really knowing ourselves and practicing discernment we confuse others in those centers with ourselves. And that becomes our conditioning. Wow. And then with your open solar plexus, the solar plexus being the triangle on the right, um, you'll see in Caitlin's chart, it's, it's white, it's undefined. You do have one gate in there. So that one gate is very um, indicative to how your emotions express themselves. But because <laughs> you're undefined with me, because I am defined, I have an emotional way you're riding my emotions, right? You're amplifying my emotions and riding them. So it makes perfect sense that you're absorbing other people's emotions. Okay. And again, if you're not practicing that discernment and separating what is mine, what is theirs, yeah, you can say, Oh, why am I feeling this way? This doesn't make sense, but I'm feeling it and mistake it as yours. And you know, all, all the other things that come from that. So there's just the couple glimpses of boundaries that you can definitely practice and implement um, that can really help you just really honor and own your design. And I think in a way, generators have, have a real gift with the defined sacral of that gut. It is a hit of yes or no. So the best advice that generators can receive is asking themselves yes or no questions. So you can simply ask yourself, is this feeling mine? Is this emotion mine? And practicing, trusting your gut and listening to that hit, it's going to tell you yes or no.
0: That's so interesting. And that's so great to know because it's like, I i do this intuitive work, you know, and it was so confusing. I'm like, and I have also started to realize like by unpacking this, like my mom and I are very close. My aunt and I are very close. And I tend to like, I mean, even in therapy early on, this going back a few years now, I would say to my therapist, like, I feel like I am my mom. Like, my mom's emotions are mine. And she was like, no, you are completely separate. And that was the first time anybody said anything to me like that. So it was like this whole awakening awareness around like, oh, I actually don't have to take on the emotions of the people around me. Like, it's not my responsibility. I like thought that it was you know, growing up with traumas and things like that. So yeah, it's great to hear you say like the yes and no questions because I am naturally just a really happy person. <laughs> but like when I get that chaos, mm. it can take me you know down those routes where I'm like, I'm not even upset. like I wasn't even upset about that, you know. <laughs>
1: Well, another interesting part of your design, you have a defined heart and the heart is ego, willpower. And you also only have one gate there. So that is the gate of shock. So it's really interesting that you just said that because you do need to like receive the shock of like, whoa, in order to be like, ah, and then have this, you know, kind of like wake up call of like, oh, I, I get it now, but it comes through that surprise, especially with your incarnation cross, um, that a lot of people don't talk about, but the incarnation cross is our purpose that, that we just divinely live out. uh, especially when we align with our design, but yours is the same as mine of expect the unexpected. So it's even more, you know, coincides with that shock. Oh, it's unexpected. And it's unexpected that, oh my gosh, it's going to lead to all these breakthroughs and pieces and putting the things together.
0: Wow. That's so interesting. Yeah. Like the shock aspect of my life is huge. I feel like half of my life, like I've lived in shock, you know? So that's interesting. Yeah. And it's great.
1: Again, I'm going to repeat this over and over. It's so important to understand yourself because understanding that that's part of you and that's a gift that you have and the magic that comes when we fight against it and try to say, no, I don't want to be shocked. I need to have control. You know, there's so much anxiety and overwhelm with, with control. We, we all have it. We all need it in different aspects. And, um, you know, it's the defense mechanisms that we've learned in, in order to cope and have things be predictable when we experience trauma and things are so out of our control. So it's so important to understand ourselves because if if you were to fight that shock, if you were to fight the expectations, as I did for so many years, I was like, no, I need to know the plan. Like we can't be spontaneous. I need to know what's coming. Otherwise, like I'm going to lose it. We fall into our not self theme. And for generators, that's frustration. So if you're feeling an overwhelming amount of frustration, which All the generators I work with know extremely well. They are very familiar with frustration. But that is, I always think of it as the red flag to let you know, there's another way to do this. How can you check in with your authority? How can you practice your strategy? We haven't even talked about strategy yet. Um, Strategy for generators is to respond. So really to keep, you know, I'm kind of talking all over the place and talking about some in-depth pieces here. But when you're starting out with human design, it's understanding your type. Understanding and practicing your strategy, which is the same for every type, and then your authority. And if you can just stick with strategy and authority, you, you are good to go. You can spend years just working on strategy and authority.
0: Okay. That makes a lot of sense. And would you say like for me, like would that also be my responses like to, okay, cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So what we talked about your aura drawing in that life force energy responding to it, even if it's a response of, Hey, I don't know that now's the time. Like, you know, let's, let's see down the road or let's check in. As long as you're responding to people, to energies, to, you know, everything that comes into your aura, that's your strategy. And then utilizing your authority, your sacral authority of listening to your gut. Is this a yes or a no?
0: I love that. Okay, awesome. That's great to know. Because I tend to be very responsive and like, you know, I'm sure some people are like, why are you responding again? You know, like I can be over responsive or overreactive at times, which listeners also know. So I share those sides of myself that maybe aren't my favorite, you know. Um, But yeah, it's good to know that I could respond in a maybe just a way of like, give me a minute. Let me decide if this is even my emotion that I'm responding on because it tends to be others, you know?
1: Yes. I talk so much in, in everything that I do about reacting versus responding. And I find that generators tend to react so much more because you have this energy, you have it and you can do it. But the other thing that I see so much for generators is they put that energy where it doesn't serve them, where it's not aligned. And sometimes they can more easily burn out than other types because they're not directing their energy where it needs to be. So even just checking in before you respond to someone to say, is this a good use of my energy or that second response? You know, you likely do want to respond to them, but if you want to keep going or keep doing it, you know, asking yourself that yes, no question. Is this a good use of my energy?
0: Oh, I love that. That's so great. I'm going to write that down to like, even just as for me, you know, that's an easy
1: question for any generator mani-gen to answer because it's yes or no, but really, you know, human design is all about energy management. So really everyone really needs to be asking themselves that question so that we can all stay in our self theme You know, one of my true core beliefs and why I do what I do is I believe that helping every individual find alignment and achieve their purpose and what they're here to do is what's going to help the collective as a whole.
0: I completely agree completely agree we talk about on this show a lot of the spillover effects you know this mental health work or awareness work does whatever you want to call it you know um but yeah I absolutely agree I think it's just elevating society as a whole you know that's why I developed this podcast it was like if I could help one person you know it would be worth every single minute you know
1: right absolutely
0: love that oh my gosh that's such a great outlook yeah So, um,
1: to talk a little bit more about like the basics that you see when you get your human design chart, you'll see, um, your profile. So that's two numbers. And I like to think of that kind of as like the Zodiac because there's 12 profiles. So it's kind of just this overarching of, of who we are, what's our personality. But what I really like about it is it separates our conscious from our unconscious. Cool. So in human design, there are six lines, six numbers. You'll you'll see one through six kind of all over, but the profiles go through one through six. So um, the first number is the conscious line. That is who you are consciously. You see it, you know it. That second number is the unconscious. How the world, how others see you. It can sometimes be hard for us to see ourselves. So your profile is the same as mine. So I can talk very easily about this one as the three, five, the three being the martyr. So consciously being the martyr, you know, putting others before ourselves and five being the heretic, the warrior, the one who comes to the rescue. The five line is also projected onto. So it also makes sense that People who are coming to you are just spilling everything to you because of that five line. Okay. Um, the three is much more about experiences and need to experience life. And then the two numbers together create one of those 12 profiles. So the three, five itself is the great life experimenter. We are meant to experience it, try it out. We are meant to fail. We are meant to make mistakes and that's how we learn and progress.
0: Oh my gosh. I love that. That feels so aligned and it makes me feel better because I am like such a perfectionist, you know? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Me too. And that makes sense in your chart as well. Okay. Different gates and different aspects that you have, um, kind of make it difficult for us when we're in our shadow, when we're not at our highest vibration in our. self-theme in all these different ways, it can really cause us to, to struggle, to let go, to fall into perfectionism, to be nitpicky rather than finding joy. So it, it makes sense. And the more that we can trust, okay, it's okay that I failed. I'm going to make mistakes. Let me try this knowing that it's okay to fail. You're living your purpose, living your design. You're going to find a line
0: Oh my gosh. That's so cool. That's great to know. Cause I do love experimenting, you know, like it's like one of my favorite things to do. Like if I smack experiment on anything, it actually is in a lot of my marketing for the listeners. If you guys want to go back, like old, old Caitlin, this is like three years ago when I was definitely living in my full-blown masculine, you know, <laughs> experiment was probably in every single caption I wrote. Um, Cause I so just, you yeah, yeah. And that's, that's the other
1: thing that I love about human design is like, when we start talking about it and people get to know it, they're like, oh, well, I'm already doing that. Or I've been doing that. And that's where I feel satisfied. And I'm just like, huge celebration. You're already living your design. Look at you doing this all on your own. Like, keep doing it.
0: Yay. Oh my gosh, that's fun. Yeah, that's like a relief, right? Like most of the time when we do this work it's like an uphill battle, you know, and it can seem like the next thing we have to chip away at or the next thing we have to uncover. So, I love that you mentioned that it really can just be your map and show you like, hey, I'm on the right I'm on the right track, right? Like I'm not doing everything wrong here <laughs> kind
1: of thing. Yeah, and that's really what it is. Um I had a client a while ago who who kind of a therapy client who called me out and she was like, gosh, I feel like we're just talking about everything that's wrong with me. Like I have all this trauma. I have so much work to do. And I was like, I I hear you. And that that's really hard. And that's overwhelming to really only see the negatives. I was like, We need to talk more about human design and I want to do a human design reading for you because that's where we see your gifts and your strengths. And this is what's going to help you know that you can do this, know where to fall back on that won't make these difficult things so hard.
0: Oh my gosh, I love that you pivoted with her like that. We've had these conversations before on the show about how heavy therapy can feel. You know, in my own experience, I, I worked with a wonderful therapist and I'm so grateful for our moments together. But it came a time where I was feeling the same way. I was like, I need something more. I can't be going back and uncovering this crap every week. You know, it's just not feeling good anymore. Um, and I felt like I had uncovered what I needed to uncover from that too, you know? So I'm so glad that she verbalized that. And now I work with a mind body coach and it's so much more aligned, you know, towards the work that I'm doing, but yeah, it's, it's like these gifts and these people come into your life. And I'm so glad you have all these tools that you can help them with because once we start to feel like that, the therapy, I feel like comes to a start stop, you know, it's like, all right, we've got to look for something else here. You know, what's next kind of thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like, you know, not to get off from human design because I can always talk about that, but with with the therapy aspect, you know, with COVID, it's so great that everyone is talking and more aware about mental health. Like I am so glad that that we can have that open conversation and an acceptance and understanding. Wow. But it 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 aggravates me sometimes when I see people always going to therapy, therapy. Let me find a therapist. And it's like you may not need therapy. I mean, People need therapy. And if you're looking for a diagnosis, if you have to utilize your insurance, if you're not in a financial place to invest in yourself, like absolutely therapy is wonderful. And especially when you find a therapist that you click with and you build that relationship with, it's wonderful, but it doesn't provide you support outside of it. It doesn't kind of go to the bigger aspects. So that's really why I switched into coaching because I was seeing this way of, of people needing more help. We've done the treatment. You came here with generalized anxiety disorder or PTSD. We've done that. We've worked on it, but you still want to work on yourself and therapy isn't really doing it. So I'm grateful that I've been able to shift into coaching and, and educate my clients on that. Um, so, you know, for any listeners, if you're feeling like therapy is not for you, or you've been there and done that, and, and, you know, you don't know what to do, coaching. There is so many coaches out there in all different fields. And it's really just about finding someone that you connect with that resonates and try it out. You know, it's, it's short term.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well said. Yeah. Like sign up for a session or whatever, give it a go. You know, like you don't have to go all in on somebody. I love that. And I think. Yeah. It's so important. Like one thing that I talk about with my coach, which this may resonate with you too, is like, we speak the same language, like even how you and I are talking, you know, it's kind of like you can infer what we're getting at, which is probably why a lot of listeners are listening in now too, you know, they speak our language. So once you meet somebody that speaks your language, it's like, oh my gosh they get me, they see me. I don't have to over-explain. I don't have to go back and unpack all that shit anymore. They already know that, you know, like it doesn't feel like you have to repeat yourself a million times either, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. You can really start where you're at rather than like what you said, kind of delving into the past, dredging all that back up, especially if you're not wanting to, like there's, there's, doesn't have to be a need to.
0: Yeah. I love that. And that's, what's so great about human design because it can kind of guide you towards that person, right? Like uncovering what are these areas? Like, it's so funny how this is so divine timing. Like I was having all these experiences, like literally what the hell is going on? You know, like I think I'm going nuts because I can't decipher, you know, the emotion or the impact. I think it really was just the shock effect now I'm realizing, you know, from these stories or from these conversations that I was having. Um, so it's just bringing so much like clarity, you know, to a lot of questions that I had too, which you don't get in conventional therapy. Let's just be honest, you know?
1: Right. And then 45, 50 minutes once a week, like... I know with a lot of my therapy clients, they like to update me, like what, what's just happened. And then I'm like, all right, well, we got 20 minutes to deep dev. And especially if we're wanting to do art therapy, like how do we jam pack this in? And then they're, you know, leaving overwhelmed. And most of the time with therapy is people leave and they say, okay, I'm done. I'll be back next week. And it's like, oh, but, but it, 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 um, furthers this like start stop momentum of Progress, Whereas human design, it is all about experimenting and playing. So you got to try it out. Oh, this word I heard, you know, in human design, or that really stood out to me. And then you kind of see it play out in the week. So you're constantly living and experimenting with your design and it it becomes playful
0: and fun. And that's the thing about life is like, (laughs) I feel like healing, you know, in this new world, we need to make this fun you know, like it doesn't have to be so heavy or sad or worrisome. Like it can be fun, even unpacking these dark shadow selves of us, right? Like that shadow self, I feel like also has a lot of humor, you know, like I find a lot of humor in those dark moments at times, you know, and that's okay.
1: Yeah. And that's why I love, you know, again, not to get too deep into human design, but, but with the gates, with the channels, um, the gates being the numbers that, that are circled in, in black and channels being where the gates connect, it's all on a spectrum. And I, I just felt, like when i found human design i was like ah oh, like this is what i've been hinting at in therapy this is what i talk about and here is this language put in front of me so everything all of the gates all of the channels are on an energy spectrum from the shadow to the higher vibration of the light so a lot of times it it's really helpful when i work deep in client deep with clients in my program to look at where they're more in the shadows mm. of these gates And how can we keep this in mind knowing, okay, here's the other end of the spectrum. Are you practicing your strategy and authority? And how can you play this out this week to try to shift that energy? And, you know, just to relate this to um, what we were talking about, perfectionism, the, the higher vibration being joy. So that right there, when we find that we're in those perfectionistic tendencies and for you and myself, this is unconscious. So it's really hard for us to be consciously aware of it. Um, And sometimes it's also like past life generational trauma that it comes from. So that makes it extra difficult to, to tap into, but just that one piece of when I'm being a perfectionist, when I, I notice that I'm falling into that energy, what does it feel like? How can I shift my energy to find joy? Does yeah. it, does it work?
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's beautiful. Yeah. Cause it really, it can just be a decision how you're mentioning. It's like, okay, a quick fix can get us out of those ruts or out of that like scarcity is what comes up for me a lot. I'm not sure if you can see that in my chart too, but it's like, it tends to be so fearful and intense. Like I think you even mentioned like the terror Mm. side of it. So it can feel really scary. So if you can move out of that, you know, and really get back to the joy and what we're talking about, like what really matters you know, in life, it's total 180 for me. Like you said, sometimes it's difficult to even see that I'm in that, you know, see that I'm feeling that.
1: And I've always taught my clients, you know, over, over the 10 years that I've I've been doing this type of work, um, to build awareness. And that's why I love that breath work and mindfulness is so much more popular. You know, I, I feel like it's almost a given of like meditation, whether you're doing it daily or not. But like, you know what it is, you've experimented with it. If not dive into meditation, definitely start it. Um, but it's so great to see society cultivating that awareness because we really need this deep level of awareness in order to be able to do this on our own or even with support, but to get the result that we want what you just said is is beautiful of having that awareness of this is where I'm at. this is where I want to be. This is what I'm needing. What tools do I have to get me there? What supports can I reach out to to ask for help because I want to be the best version of myself,
0: Yeah, yeah, that's so great. And I think I'm what I'm really loving about this too which correct me if I'm wrong, like, it's also a part of like accepting that part of you so that you can easily move through, like, instead of how you were mentioning in earlier too, like resisting or like holding back that shock factor, allowing the shock to come and then moving quickly back into the joy instead of the fear, you know, that's really resonating with me. Just the, yeah, the awareness and not needing to like control it. Like, you know, a lot of our listeners tend to be highly sensitive empaths So, and the perfectionism on top of it. So we're like, we start going down a spiral, like sometimes I have one bad thought, right? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in this loop. I'm in the loop. I'm in the matrix. It's happening. I'm back in the old world. I hate it. I'm nervous. I'm angry. I'm anxious. I'm frustrated, right? Huge one. Um mm-hmm. And then it's it's kind of like, what do I do next, you know? So I'd love to know like what you might even guide your clients on or like how you said, if it's really just finding their joy factors and incorporating them, like how do you, you know, guide them towards that using their chart or even just tool wise?
1: Yeah. I mean, just to, to speak to your chart and what you were saying, you know, the energy flows from, from source through our crown into our body and all the way down, you know, into the ground through our root back to the ground and, and vice versa. So we, we have these pressure centers. So for you, it's, it's the pressure coming in and you have two gates in the crown about doubt and mystery. So it makes sense that you have this doubt, but there's nowhere for this energy to go. So with your completely open mind, it's kind of sitting there and swirling. So, um, to answer your question, it's a lot about, and and I'm I'm not an energy worker, but of course there's so much of energy in human design. It's yeah. really about how can I move my energy? Because you specifically don't have an easy flow of energy. You have a split definition, which means that your energy, how it moves in two different ways, you have two different voices. But on top of that, There's no easy flow of energy. Some people do have easy flow of energy. It can flow right through them with such great ease. Um, But when we don't have that, the energy gets stuck. And yeah. when it gets stuck, if you've ever done Reiki or, or chakra work, likely there's a correlation that your Reiki practitioner would say like, wow, your throat chakra is really blocked or your mind is really blocked because those are your open centers. And that's where if, if you're not consciously, and this is a practice too, of awareness of what works for me to move my energy so that I can be in flow and I you know, can go about what I need to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Without like paralysis. That's so interesting about the energy flow. Yeah. I definitely gets stuck, you know, and then exactly how you said, I'm like, what do I do? Like, what do I do with this? You know, and it can feel really overwhelming. I might even get sick, you know, um, it physically impacts my body for sure.
1: Right. And especially with the, your solar plexus being undefined, our solar plexus can correlate to our nervous system. So that makes sense because when you say I get sick, that's more of our spleen, spleen being the triangle on the left side, which you have a defined spleen. So you have the ability to have a strong immune system. Yeah. So our spleen can also correlate to the nervous system because it's all about instinct, fight or flight. It's where deep seated ears are. But with you when your undefined solar plexus, if you're taking on others' people's emotion, you're getting into that fight or flight, your nervous system is not regulating, that's you know what can happen for you. So really with all of this, self-regulation is so important.
0: Yeah. Okay, awesome. I love that. And I'm like trying to think about ways that I do that. I'm like, what do I do to self-regulate? You know, I do do a lot of meditation. My morning routine is like so sacred to me. My breath work, you know, mirror work, like doing all the things right now for self-love because it's such a journey. You know, I'm like, what is next on this journey? It's like always telling me something more about myself, but The human design aspect is giving me a lot of clarity. It's like, why do I, why am I hanging on to this? You know, like so many other people, like how you said, they just let it flow or like whatever. And like, I'm the highly sensitive that's worried about something that happened like three weeks ago that everybody forgot about, you know, (laughs) like that's so me.
1: And it's great to see, like I'm looking at your chart right now and I see no wonder because if the emotions are there, you're getting stuck, you're regulating. Yes, you have your daily practices, but what coping skills do you actually have to utilize that flow of energy? Because that part of your chart is really limited in how you can move your energy. Not to say that you can't because you absolutely can, but it's this extra place that you need to kind of focus more on. To yeah. say, I need extra tools here because I don't want to live in this place of, of, of dysregulation. No. So how, how can I practice breath in the moment? You know, mindset work, um, for me being an energy projector. So I'm a, I'm a projector. I don't have, you know, consistent access to energy, but I have three of the four motor centers. So I have this energy and if I don't get it out, I get bitter and yeah. For years, that would cause an emotional tantrum. Um, my mom's experienced them all very well. Yeah. So human design allowed me to put these pieces together. So now I make sure that I do an hour of movement every day because I need that physical movement to move my energy
0: yeah, yeah. oh, my gosh. Well said. I feel like the physical movement's huge for me. Actually, after my dad died, I like really started going to the gym. It like changed my life. You know, I wasn't even going to therapy then. I was like fifteen. So the gym was my spot for therapy, you know? So it's interesting that you're saying that I've been getting this download for a while. It's like, just move. even if it's five minutes. like, just do it. So I think that that's something that I can start to incorporate too, just getting back into that like flow of, you know, letting my body be what it's supposed to be.
1: Right. And I think that's really great advice. And I hope everyone listening can hear that because like what I said before, where, you know, everything is in our body and our mind hijacks Mm -hmm. some simple movements, just getting out for a short walk gets you back in touch with your body, which is where all, all of the intuition, our knowledge, you know, everything really happens so it's it's so important as you know we shift into this new world this new paradigm to really be connected to our bodies because they have so much wisdom whether it be pleasant gifts positive or where our fear is where our trauma lies that we're still being called to explore the shadows of
0: yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so beautifully said. It's so funny that we're talking about this too. My my boyfriend, he loves golf and he's a great golf player. He's awesome at it. But I would say to him, like when he his game would get off, right? And he's like stressed. I'm like, just trust your body. Your body's been on this planet way longer than your brain. Like your body has everything that it needs, you know, to be successful. And it's interesting hearing you say that back, you know, because such a firm believer that it really is exactly how you said all within, like, that's the key, you know, it's not up here in our brains. My coach, she always says, get out of your head and into your heart. She's like, that's only thing that matters in life.
1: (laughs) And especially for you with a defined heart, only about around 30% of the population has a defined heart. So it's to this willpower. So it's, it's this somewhat rare superpower that we get access to. So it's beautiful to really be able to trust our heart because it is always there for us. It's balancing the willpower and ego. And when we can get into that, we have the willpower. And when we come from a place of our heart, it's, it's going to fuel us. It's, you know, for you, it's going to light you up and you're going to have the energy for it
0: yeah oh my gosh that's awesome to know i'm like excited about that that's fun to hear thank you so much
1: yeah absolutely and you know your heart is also connected to your g center the g center being the triangle in the very middle of of the body graph um it's called the monopole and really everything comes back to that every living organism has this center knowing who it is. So you have it defined. So you know who you are. So it's beautiful Mm -hmm. that you have this channel from the G center to your heart. So there's this beautiful exchange of energy. So in a way you are your heart. And when you can tune into that and come from a place of your heart, like it's going to be authentic and beautiful, and it's likely going to light you up. You're going to have the energy for it. You're going to be feeling satisfied. You're going to experiment. You're just going to be living the dream
0: life. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. I'm like so excited. Cause that's really how I feel. Like even when we were talking about when we're children, like I remember when I was young and I was, I'm an only child. So like my creativity, you know, are you too? I love that. Yes. Listen, we have so many
1: similarities. Oh so It's five.
0: like so connected. I love it. I love it. Growing up in the New York area, right? Yes, exactly. Like we're really similar. Because like for a lot of our listeners, like the Northeast, if you don't know this, is extremely masculine and hard, right? It's just it tends to have that hardness because of we could go back right it's ancestral whatever we want to call it right. but yeah growing up in this area like human design like this holistic conversation is like very rare for people up here in the northeast you know like people think we're a little loony over here we don't care but yeah it's it's very like aligned to hear that my heart is connected to my identity cuz i remember as a child like really remembering, I don't even know what you want to call it, like what it felt like to be like a free soul. Like, I remember thinking about money and thinking about how small I was like on the planet. And how much I could impact people. And it was very strange. Like I have these vivid memories as a child and then you get conditioned and you forget about all of that. And I know a lot of people don't have those memories. Um, but I believe innately we all at children probably feel those same ways, you know, at some level.
1: Right. And, and the beauty with human design is that our unconscious is what we've brought from the past. So Like it's beautiful that, that you're relating and, and are able to recall your past lives because that is here to help you. You know, I've done some, some past life work and it really has helped make sense of my design and where I was in shadow because I brought that with me that I needed to heal and I I've healed it in this lifetime so that I can let that go move from it and move into my design into, you know, the, the conscious personality of who I need to be today so that I can fulfill my purpose in this
0: lifetime. Oh my gosh. That's so beautiful. Yeah. The past life experience I've not gotten too into yet, but I'm a firm believer in that too. You know how you said we bring it all. It's all collective, right. Even ancestrally, like to me, it just all makes sense. Like when we talk about it, it's like, duh, you know, like, I feel like I just get it. And I'm sure our listeners feel the same way. It's that language piece that we're speaking the same language. We get each other. Um, but yeah, it's, it's huge when you start to unpack those past lives and look at those parts of yourself, you know? Yeah. And that again,
1: why I love human design, because it's like, it's right here. We get to look at, we see the blueprint you know, the body graph, the human design chart really is a blueprint.
0: Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And the last piece I just want to mention on this is like last night, this is so weird, but I had like a legit download. It's like 3 AM I'm waking up and I can hear stuff, you know, like I'm really getting my Claire audience was like on fire yesterday. It was so crazy. And my guides, they were coming and telling me, like, because I've had these questions for them, like, what is the real importance? Like, What is my duty here? What is our duty as a collective here? I know it's not money. I know it's not materialistic. Like, but we have all the shame, right, around success. And I just had a lot of questions for them. Well, they answered last night. And it was a little scary. I'll be honest. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can really hear them. It was so clear. And they just said, you know, everything in life just revolves around love, you know, and I don't know if it's just for me or if that is collective, but it's so funny that the heart is coming up today. I'm like my identity and I got this message last night. I just feel like it's so connected, you know, with the love aspect.
1: Yes. And we're needing, you know, on a collective level, we're needing so much more love because that's where we can have acceptance. And that's just another reason why I love human design because, um, you mentioned it in parents and partners, like it really helps us accept and understand others rather than push and try to change them to honor. Okay. This is them. That is not me. It's not part of my personality, not part of my design but that's them. And how can I respect that? Yeah. And And that's it. And practice love and compassion and all the beautiful things that help make the world a better place.
0: I love that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for this whole experience. Like this was so aligned. I just feel like I got so much clarity. I hope and I know our listeners did, too. So how can they get in touch with you if they're looking for, you know, a reading or tell us what you offer, how they can work with you? Because I know they're absolutely going to want to. This was like awesome. Thank you.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, and I, I just love sharing about human design. So to see it click for you and to resonate, and how I know that you're going to take this information and just do beautiful things with it moving forward is is why I do the work that I do. Um, so I hang out on Instagram. My handle is thevitaljen, and I also have my website, Divine Vitality with Jen. I spell Jen with two Ns com. Um, so you can connect with me on Instagram, find more, more about me and my offers on my website. Um, but kind of what we did today is what I do in a mini human design reading. It's 30 minutes. So you can go online, book that schedule it. I do a 90 minute human reading where we really go in depth. We look at all your gates, all your gifts, how it all flows together, Um, really drawing out the strengths, but also kind of the the struggles that you might be having. So that's really helpful. And then if you're really wanting to work with me as a coach and really deep dive into this work and do some deep healing, uh, my program inner work is a three month container that includes a full human design reading as well as sessions together and outside support. And it's just a beautiful opportunity to really shift your energy and make some, some big moves within those three months and the ability to continue month to month afterwards.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Huge. I love them all. Thank you so much. And for any listeners multitasking, like I said, we have all the links below. You can check out the chart. Jen's information. We'll have her Instagram handle link there. So you can head over, ask her any questions or book a session with the link below as well. Um, so thank you so much, Jen. This was so great.
1: It was so great. Thank you, Caitlin, so much.